Hello, friends, and welcome to Season 7 of the Future Ready Librarians podcast series, Leading from the Library. This is a podcast for all librarians wherever you are in your journey. It is filled with amazing guests, important topics, and engaging conversations that will inspire, engage, and support all of us as Future Ready Librarians. I am your host, Shannon McClintock-Miller. I am the District Teacher Librarian at Van Meter Community School in Van Meter, Iowa, and serve as the Future Ready Librarian's Leader. I have the pleasure of working within my library and school community, and also with others around the country and world through Future Ready Librarian events, conferences, consulting, writing, and more. I am honored to bring these voices and the work of others to our podcast and to all of you. Well, I'm so excited for this episode. Not only are we wrapping up season seven of our podcast series, which is exciting because we've had so many great guests on, but I also get to have someone that I have been wanting to talk to on our podcast and my friend Lisa. And when I wrote her, I was so excited to hear about what she had to share. And I know that you guys will too. And so welcome Lisa to our podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to do this with you. I know me too. (laughs) And so first we'll just start out by having you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and your background and anything that you want people to hear. Sure. Thanks so much. Gosh, I hate to say how long I've been in education because then everyone's going to be like, wow, she's old. Um, But this is my 29th year as an educator. I was a classroom teacher for 18 years, taught second grade, third grade, fourth grade, back to second grade and got my library cert and have been working in the library since then. And the last two years, I have been the district library coordinator for my school district, which is K to 12. So starting as a classroom teacher, I ended up moving schools when I got my library cert for my first library job and then ended up coming back to my home school where I've been in the library ever since. And so that was a really big adjustment. It was like the biggest I want to say blessing. It's just the best thing in the world to be able to come back to this place where I've essentially grown up. I've been at this building since I was right out of college. Um, But it was also interesting because then I was in, you know, I think most of us look at librarians as being in a bit of a leadership position and we're working with everyone. And so there was that period of time where we had to sort of reestablish what that relationship was going to look like with other teachers. So I've been doing that, obviously, for the decade or so that I've been back here in this building. And then I've also been involved with PSLA, which is our Pennsylvania School Library Association, working as the author committee chairperson and over the last two years have been the executive director of our conference. So shout out to all my conference committee members and all the help that I've received with that these last few years. So it's been busy. (laughs) Oh, and you guys have such a great organization there. Love it. We love it. Yeah, we got to host you a few years back. I know. I love coming there. It's awesome. Well, and I'm sure that as you've been in the classroom and you had that role and those relationships, that's why I think it's so great to talk about the conversation that you wanted to have today around collaboration and connection. And so that's perfect. When you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to have a lot to share. (laughs) Because it's such an important thing, like, as you said, us in our leadership role, but that collaboration that we do, like the magic that happens in the library doesn't happen without 
that collaboration. If it comes from our school, if it's with our community, if it's us, you know, on a professional level. And so I think that that's, that's really timely to talk about in your role, but also I think where all of us are too within our roles within our school. Definitely. And I, I, there's so many facets when I sat down to sort of make myself some notes and get organized, which I think we're all that way. And I'm still paper and pencil girl. I have to say as future ready as I am, I'm always writing notes on paper. Me too. Um, have, you, you can't see my display of post-it notes next to me. There's like five different shapes and sizes, but just the way I roll. But I was thinking about, you know, what, what are these different levels and what are these different facets of collaboration? And I mentioned already the idea of collaborating with your staff. And that was one of the very first things I did when I came into the library was meet with each grade level. All right, fourth grade, tell me what your big projects are. What are you working on this year? What do you need from me? When is your timeline for blah, blah, blah. And then it started to grow with my own special, we call them specials, with our specials team, where I've coordinated with our art teacher, with our music teacher. We've done things like the Olympics, you know, where they're learning music from other countries and then we're researching the different sports or countries. And then our PE teacher gets involved and they're doing an Olympic day and they're making the flags and art. And, you know, your, your mural, the traveling mural project is a perfect example of art and library working together. We are just putting the finishing touches on ours to get it sent out. And we were doing research in the library and reading some of these beautiful books that, you know, were true stories or inspired by true stories of murals. And so we're always looking to grow with our specials team. And then as the coordinator, one of my main goals over these last two years has really been to grow our team. Um, I, I'm not a supervisor, so I'm not, um, you know, evaluating anyone or anything like that, but I am in charge of developmental instruction and curriculum development and all those things. And to me, teamwork is key. You're not going to get anything done if you're not on the same page. And my department has been um, in transition with people retiring over the last, you know, four or five years with COVID, of course, like everyone else. But we don't have everyone necessarily on the same page with some things. And then you're K to 12. And coming from an elementary perspective, I've never taught at the secondary level. So I was relying very heavily on my middle school and high school librarians coach me. What can I do for you? What can I do with you? And trying to build those relationships so that we can be more efficient when we come together as a team. And we are super duper fortunate that in our district, we have library assistants in every building. Most of our librarians travel. None of us are full-time in any particular building, but we have a library assistant who is. And they are the magic behind the scenes. And they are the most incredible team the way they work together, the way they've welcomed and taught me with things that I had never really been a part of before. And I think that that's helped make things go so much more smoothly with their job and my job helping them the best that I can. I couldn't agree more about having library associates or assistants and that collaboration. I am so lucky because I have a full-time Um, associate and the collaboration that we do is like on a daily basis, you know, even like on weekends, you know, texting. (laughs) It's so amazing. And I, I am so grateful for that as well. It makes all the difference. I mean, it, it really, it's tremendous. And we just have an incredible team of people that are working together. So I'm so fortunate for that. And you know, we, we left out in, in that little list, leaving out such a major part of our collaboration, 
and that's our community. Obviously with our students, I don't have like an advisory board or anything like that at this level, but I use my, we have reading Olympics. I don't know if that's nationwide, but you know, our reading trivia games and whatnot. So we have our teams and just today they were in helping me set up the book fair and they're putting the last copy slips in and they're organizing and helping me decide which books should go where in the case and whatnot. Um, And just getting them involved. And what do you think about this? And what kinds of things should we do? And we do that on a school-wide level with school-wide events. And I think being present for school-wide events that don't have anything to do with library, you know, a a trunk or treat, a bingo night, things like that. When they start to see you, I help with the school play. I co-direct with one of our other teachers. Like you just get such a different level of involvement with these kiddos outside the library too. Yeah. And so much buy-in from them. And it doesn't matter what age they are, if they're little or older, like they, they love that. And I think that is a huge thing because it's, it's that hook that you need, right. To get them to continue to love the library and to come. And I think that's such a great thing. And we're lucky as librarians, because we get to collaborate with everybody, every Mm -hmm. student we see, we get to know, and that's something that I am just always been like so blessed to think that we have those connections too. I love that. People ask me sometimes, you know, do you miss teaching in the classroom? And I always joke that I don't miss teaching math. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, in the beginning, I missed that, that classness of when you have like, these are my kids and you do, yeah. you get to know the kids and their families on a different level. But after so many years in the library, you know, these kiddos, you watch them grow up, you know, their families, you've known them for years and you see them start to graduate from high school six years later. And you think, wow, I've known them since they were five. It's really pretty amazing. I I think that's such a special thing that, that I love. Well, and when I'm sure that as people are listening to, and maybe they're new to the library or they haven't had this kind of collaboration and connections, like what tips can you give people on just how to get started? I think that teachers are probably one of the biggest, like maybe points that people need, you know, have questions about and need some like tips and tricks on, on what we've done, because that can be, I've always said that even though I, my kids went to school here, I've been a member of the community forever it is totally different. You think that, oh, I'm going to come in. It's going to be super easy and all go smoothly and everybody's going to want to collaborate. And that is not the truth. No. Like, and, and that's part of it too, right? Not everybody's going yeah. to want to. And I think we have to also accept that, that you're not yes. always going to get everyone. You're always going to get that teacher that runs in two minutes before they drop their class off or two minutes after and say, oh, by the way, we're doing biographies. Can you pull these 26 titles for me? Um, you know, no matter how many times you say, Hey, let's meet and go over things. But I think the biggest thing you can do, and I've done this at every school I've worked at is be open, introduce yourself. I made a point because we, we rode from school to school. So if we don't have, we teach 30 classes a week. If my building only is 24, then I spend a day in another building. And unfortunately that, that second building is not always the same from year to year, which is a whole whatever trouble trouble spot but it makes it harder for us to get to know the staff the collection the students so every building that I've been in I've really tried that first 
week or two to send an email out or even a paper newsletter so that they have something tangible. And if I do something tangible, it usually comes with a little treat, you know, one of the puns or something like, you know, here's a little encouragement for your first week or one of those things just to get their attention. I do that with my staff every year. Um, for the back to school. I put it on the desk when we do our first faculty meeting, just a reminder, hey, here's what I can do for you. Whether it's a checklist, whether it's a little cue, whether it's a note, um, a bookmark, you know, a something so that it's sort of in their face. Um, an email from time to time The I've done the, can I say potty PD, you know, the, the bathroom yeah. newsletters, whatever you want to call those. And that's been on my mind to start up again this year. I used to have, when we had a computer lab, you know, ask me how, and then I would put different things each month, you know, a little tip, tech tip of the month or something like that. And I think the more you show staff that you are available and human, we used yeah. to have time to push in. Our schedule doesn't allow it anymore. But, you know, in the old days when we only had 25 or six classes a week, I could say to them, oh, you're doing research. Why don't I come in? They love that, right? If you can take a half hour off their, te- off their hands, I'll come in and I'll show your class how to do this in your classroom. They love that. So anytime you can be visible and present and let them know, hey, here's what I can do for you, I think is the best way, especially if you're just starting out with a new school or a new staff member. Well, I think that's something too really important that you just said that a lot of times people think that collaboration has to be like this formal, like I'm going to meet with you for 30 minutes and we're going to plan. And that's like never reality, like never. And, you know, it collaboration could be 30 seconds in the hallway and you could have like the best collaboration meeting in those 30 seconds, or it could be a sticky note that somebody leaves or you leave them. And we need to remember that, that collaboration looks different in a lot of different ways and how we're helping, but it still makes such a huge impact. And oftentimes those are like the hooks that I need. You know, if I find an idea and I send it or I picture and I text it, that's just what I need to have them say, Oh, I really want to like have her come and collaborate with us. And sometimes just showing those ideas. I do that with the books, you know, I'll put together a slideshow where we have a new books bulletin board, like hit me up for these new books. Let me book talk them to your class. Let's, you know, get together and, oh, you need a fourth grade read aloud? I got you covered. You know, those little moments, you're so right about that. And so those little exchanges in the hall. And I think, you know, I'm sure it's the same where you are and where a lot of people listening are too. They are just putting more and more and more on our classroom teachers. I mean, we know librarians are living in such a crazy world right now too, but the classroom teachers are just inundated between data collection and assessments and what's coming top down from our administrators. And they don't have the time, you know, mm-hmm. to, to stop in and, and chat and see what's new. So, you know, that's another opportunity. Open up your library. My book fair right now in the middle of their conferences, I said, if you have 10 minutes, come on in. I have a raffle ticket. If you preview the book fair, throw a raffle ticket in. I give them a gift certificate. You know, I'll call some names. It's just something to get them in and look around, whereas they might just walk by on a regular yeah. day, you know, get them in. So doors know. open, you know, it's those little things mm-hmm. those little, and they appreciate it so much because as you said, I mean, teachers and librarians have always been busy, but I think more than ever, like this year, we've adopted two new curriculums for reading and math. Like we have so yeah, many things same. that our teachers need to be doing that if we can even do one thing to make their day 
better and easier and more fun for the kids. Like it's, it's all that they need. And I think that's, I love the teacher part of my job and being a teacher myself. And that's something that I just respect and love so much when we can do that. And and you can see it in the teacher's faces. And so that's a, a really neat thing too. I'm very aware of that. And I think, you know, especially for me coming from the elementary classroom, I'm very mindful of what it is to be an elementary teacher. Yeah. So, you know, they still look at us as their prep. <laughs> We've been referred to as prep teachers, which is, yeah. you know, we're not, we have, we have real actual things that we do and we teach of course, but um, you know what, we have half days today and yesterday. And so our specials team created this whole Turkey trot where the kids were all outside as a grade level, which was so fun because they all got to be together and they went from station to station and we had them doing activities and, you know, was it curricular based? No, but guess what? We did it as a fundraiser and they were raising money for these different charities. And it was just such a cool fun thing the teachers appreciated the half hour of prep time they got on a half day in the middle of their conference week and we had a blast because we got to see all the kids which on a half day we wouldn't have you know so it, it was it was a real bonus and I think anytime and again working with the community for that too like each every two grade levels had a charity that there that was chosen and so then they get that connection to their community too we try and do stuff with our public library. We try and do stuff. We have a local bookshop that supports us and we support them. And I just did a PD day there where we brought some local authors in and my librarians and library assistants were there. And, you know, we give them business and then they give us authors and they help us find books for our libraries. And it's just such a great partnership when you can find ways to just think outside your classroom and your library. I love that. Your, your library and community sound so much like mine like that's what our kids are every grade level is getting together today and they're doing a big activity with specials or related arts and it, it's just it's just so neat and I think that like is one thing too just thinking about our conversation like you can tell that you feel how I feel about my job like I I love it and a lot of it is because of these relationships and I think that's something that you know we think about like what are the positive outcomes that we have personally and professionally too because of this collaboration and that's something that I would love to hear just what you think and how you feel about that too. Oh, that's my that's my last but definitely not least topic for collaboration. Um, I will admit that I have not made the switch over with Twitter since it changed names or lack of names. But for a good decade, I got involved once I once I got my library certificate. I went on to Twitter, grew my personal network like crazy. I mean, that was probably how we first connected, honestly. Oh, yeah. And yeah. just following other people and being part of like the chats through different things. Um, oh gosh, I had the whole tweet deck with different, you know, chat things that I was part of on weekly basis and a monthly basis, learning so much from my colleagues. I mean, you are the the shining example of that. When I was telling people about doing this, I was trying to describe what you do. And I, I wasn't even sure where to start because you've had I can't say you've had a hand in things because that, that makes it sound trivial, but you are involved in so many different things and you give so much to all of us that are part of the Future Ready Committee and the ideas that you've shared and, you know, just allow us to grow from working with you and all the other people in this community. It's oh. endless. It's endless going to conferences. I mean, I, I'm a biased, obviously running a conference for the state, but getting to go to AASL this year for the first time, 
connecting with librarians from around the country and beyond was mind blowing to me to, to just be waiting to fill my coffee cup, you know, at the break and turn around to someone and say, oh, you're from halfway across the country. That's so cool. Tell me about your world. And I, I just came home with my head just spinning in the best possible ways because you make these connections where you find you find the similarities, but at the same time, you're appreciating all these differences and you're learning from that. Like it was this amazing combination of both. And any conference I've been to from the Future Ready Library one that was probably a decade ago already to the one that I will be running this spring, you are just gonna come out with new ideas, new support. I think right now that was the biggest takeaway from our conference last year was our librarians felt not alone. Yeah, you know, we we are living in some really wacky times right now to do our job well, and the support is not always out there. And when you are surrounded by a few hundred other people in the same exact situation that have your back, and the and the same goals and the same hopes for their students that you do, like there is nothing better than that. Yeah, isn't that the best? Yeah. And I don't think that every like um person in I know that very few like even in my own school feel that way. And yes, they have their like grade level teams and you know, they're part of a different like, you know, feeling at school and even the PD that they have and stuff and so they have still their network within our school, but when I tell people about like our network as librarians and just like the Future Ready Librarian Facebook page and some of my teachers even belong to it because they awesome. love all the ideas being shared and they're like, you guys are so lucky. And I always have something new to share with them because of the great community that we have. And I'm grateful for that. Well, we all are too, for sure. So that's awesome that they're joining in on that. I'm always trying to throw stuff out to staff and say, hey, try this. And hey, let me show you that. It's really it is. It's part of what we do. I think that's just our nature. I don't know if you would go into this job if you weren't someone who wanted to Work no, with no. the stereotype librarian, you know, from the 1900s, maybe sitting in a back office somewhere, but not today. Not us today, <laughs> which is great. So when people listen, where can they find you if you aren't on Twitter anymore? Tell them where um, they can I probably you. the easiest would be either Facebook because I am part of the Future Ready group there for sure. And also Instagram. Um, and it's a it's a long, long one. <laughs> I don't know if you post things or what. Thank um, you. Okay. Well, if you're looking for me on Facebook, feel free to connect middle name or my maiden name, I should say is Fishman. So it would be Lisa Fishman Weiss. And then if you're looking for me on Instagram, it's L underscore Weiss. Wait, I think I'm saying that wrong. It's L Weiss. Oh, crud. Let me look that up. I should know that by now, right? It's L Weiss 10. I just want to make sure I'm giving you the right hyphens. Give me a second. Cause it was one of those things that I started it up when like the world was new. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's L Weiss 10 underscore CES that's for my school abbreviation another underscore and then library and if it helps let's see if I can get that in your camera oh perfect <laughs> great and we'll put that in the notes too <laughs> that would probably be a lot easier <laughs> I love it oh it was so good to have you on the podcast so and much. it was a perfect one to end our amazing season that we had. And I am just grateful for everything that you do and everything you share. And it was so nice to see you at ASL and great to see you today. Same, thank you so much for inviting me. It was such a pleasure and I can't wait to connect more and hope other people will too. Oh, thank you. 
As always, thank you to all of our listeners for joining us for this episode of the Future Ready Librarian podcast series, Leading from the Library. And a very special thank you to our sponsors, Follett. You make a difference in our libraries, schools, and within our lives and that of our students every day. We appreciate everything you do. I hope you can take what you learned in today's podcast and put it to use within your practice as a future ready librarian. If I can support you in any way, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram at Shannon M. Miller or to my email at shannonmcclintockmiller at gmail.com. I am always happy to help. Until next time, friends, keep finding ways to lead within and from your library.